I'm all fired up. I can tell. And now everyone else knows as well. Uh, welcome back to the Talking Average Fitness Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as always, my name is Sam Burns. Uh, and joining me is the only person who's more wrong about Olympic weightlifting than Dr. Joel Seedman, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin, how are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. And I'm joined today by the only nerd who stands by you have to wrap your thumb around a fucking pull up bar. I'm not the only nerd. I'm one of many. Well, nerds. You're not the only nerd. You're one of many nerds. You're the you're the only very nerd vocal in my nerd. life. Yeah, very vocal nerd. Maybe that's yes. the way to put it. You're very vocal yeah. nerd. Um, so this is another um, I'm gonna find my phone here and make sure I can read this correctly. So, <laughs> so today's topic. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of topics that are. Are you going to read my message back to me? No, no. Well, okay. kind of. Yes. I mean, you um, can. That's. I didn't say anything. But I. I stand by my statement. Oh, I know you do. I know you do. I don't uh, want to give I'll it away though. Why? I'll explain um, why. So, I have a friend from CrossFit Medfield. Her name is Carly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Carly thinks too much about a lot of things and, and God love her. Like this is one of the reasons she's in my life is because she, she thinks about these things and then she's like, Sam, you need to talk about this. And yeah. it's, is really great. Um, and so one of the things that she was talking about was which, uh, how different sports translate to success in CrossFit. Right. Mm -hmm. So for example, like a background in swimming versus soccer versus softball or something like that, like how relatively successful a person might be um, compared to other backgrounds or no background, right? <clears throat> right. Um, she, and I said, that's a one word episode and the, epi and the word is gymnastics. Um, <laughs> and, and, and then I said, maybe are there sports that translate? And if so, to what degree and why? And then, you know, someone else chimes in, well, Matt Fraser was an Olympic weightlifter, you know, and I was like, well, Matt Fraser also outworked everybody. So, you know, you can't really make that. And then she said, ooh, if you narrowed it down to only gymnastics or Olympic weightlifting as a background, which mm -hmm. would you prefer as a competitive CrossFitter? And I said, mm. and, and, and no, no, no surprise. My yeah. response was gymnastics, right? Yep. Yep. And... And so I, I sent that <laughs> to, I sent that to Kevin, like a screenshot that, and I sent it to yeah. him and, yep. um, and he's like, I disagree. All, all, all I sent back was, I disagree. <laughs> and like, I, I was surprised. Like, I was like, he was like, do, wait a minute. What? Yeah. No, like, don't. yeah, literally I said, you do not. You're kidding. <laughs> and yeah, you're I'm like, sorry. I do actually. Actually, I do. So, oh my gosh, the one thing me and Sam disagree on. That's like fundamentally disagree. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so man. what's funny about this is this shouldn't be surprising because <clears throat> I have a greater exposure to gymnastics inside and outside of CrossFit than your average coach. Um, yep. And Kevin has a greater exposure to Olympic weightlifting inside and outside of CrossFit than mm -hmm. your average coach. So yep. this is actually really, really cool. So we get to admit our biases at the yep. front yep. and make a case, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so setting some parameters here, right? So the, the idea here is we're going we're gonna to craft a competitive CrossFitter. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Makes it <clears throat> easier. Yeah. I'm already, yeah. I'm already winning. 
Shut <clears throat> up. <laughs> I still, I still have argue, like I still have what I think are valid arguments for this. Yeah, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm ready to hear them. Maybe you'll change my mind. I don't think so, but I still think I, I'm right. I highly doubt it, but I'm... right. That's okay. That's so okay. we're crafting competitive CrossFitters. All right. So the so yeah. we are not interested in saving someone's life. We're not interested mm-hmm. in establishing full range of motion and keeping people pain free. We want a batshit mf'er who's gonna come in and win okay mm-hmm. yep <clears throat> so and so when in i'm assuming we're going for like in the shortest time possible right like the like the quickest which sport background is going to be the quickest point from i started crossfit yesterday to i won the crossfit games uh, yesterday are we i'm listen <laughs> i really don't like if, that if, detail if we're talking about, okay okay as and i rest my case Shit. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i rest my case so and i'm not just talking like the matt Fraser because matt fraser w- went from like i started crossfit yesterday to i won the crossfit games in like three years and again we'll put aside because yeah. matt is an anomaly of he not only had like, regardless of sport, he was an elite level athlete in yes. his sport, which yes. gives him an advantage, not just in how strong he is, how, you know, conditioned he is, whatever, but it's also like more upstairs as well. Like yeah. he knows how to fucking train hard and like push himself to that, like push the envelope to that point where he's going to garner such an adaptation. Well, there's, and then, like that's all the training and then there's the game day effect and yeah. there like, are a you lot know of how to compete exactly which is a totally yeah. different skill set and totally like, different yeah you know i there, there are so many people uh sorry there's so many people that like you see not only like on instagram you may, might know some people at your gym where like you see them in class you see them in training you're like wow you're a fucking monster savage and then and then and then you watch them do quarterfinals and they finish five thousandth, and you're like what happened? Like, <laughs> right? what, like, what, like, I don't understand how you can do, you know, all the things you can do in training. Like, like, Hey, you just beat Matt Fraser's time on seven games events in training. Yeah. And then you came 5,000. Like there are some people that just like the mindset for competing is different. Yes, and is. to be like a game day competitor is a different thing. And the fact that Matt came into CrossFit, with again with the caveat of crossfit being still relatively in its infancy we'll say um as a sport like when you come into like you know people are starting to ramp up and the games were less than 10 years old yeah the games are starting to ramp up and and start starting to become a legit thing but the the field wasn't quite as dense it was not to discredit matt because everything he did was incredible but yeah he came into the sport at a time like I don't think it matters now what background you have in sport. Nobody's going from zero to the games in two years like Matt did. Like, it's just not happening. And um, so that was a bit of an anomaly. And I don't think it would have mattered what athletic background he came in with. Like, the fact that he had that game day, like, approach. And he was that competitive and did work that much harder than everybody. It, It would have happened for him regardless just because that's he's just a human weapon yeah so so uh, so i think your i think your your notion of like zero to hero Mm -hmm. definitely slants the argument right i and i'm willing to concede that because Mm -hmm. 
the most difficult thing to do over longitudinal time is build strength. Mm -hmm. 100%. Down. And yes. that, well, that's kind of the basis of my argument. I'll get into my argument in a sec, but that's the right. basis of my argument. All right. So, so let's not get, let's not, let's not get too in the weeds. So I'll, I'll, I'll go back to what I said initially and I'll, I'll make okay. my, I'll make my case. Right. Okay. You, you make your case. I'll make my case. We'll let All our right. tens of listeners be the jury and, and decide. The, the Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, if we're going to prefer as a competitive CrossFitter, a person who I was mm -hmm. going to create as a competitive CrossFitter, I would want a gymnast. And, mm -hmm. uh, I said, gymnastics, no contest. Gymnasts are pound for pound, the strongest humans ever. Right. Agreed. They also have better motor control than weightlifters. Agreed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Olympic weightlifting and weightlifting in general would only make them stronger. Plus, they'd have fewer mobility issues. They had, my friends had suggested, well, what about endurance athletes? I said, adding endurance isn't hard. It's just miserable. Yep. So when agreed. it comes, when it comes to, yeah, yeah, agreed. When it comes <laughs> down to, what it really comes down to is what limitations do you want to have coming into the creation process? My contention was that a background in gymnastics um, provides you with the fewest limitations. And so like, cause like if you were going to have a person who wanted to go become a CrossFitter, it was like, you know, they've got pretty decent endurance and they're really strong, but they can't open their shoulders past this angle. Like, like that, that's going to be a problem for any mm -hmm. number of reasons, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, whereas if I get a person who's pretty mobile, you know, I get a person who, uh, and like I was in preparation for this, I was thinking about cat, the cat hair. No, actually, I gave myself a haircut, and so like, oh, you just got all sorts beards. of hairs everywhere. Yeah, all, yeah. hair everywhere. All sorts um, of hair everywhere. <laughs> I was thinking about the ten general physical skills, right? Like, okay. which one of those, which of those rather, would a gymnast be able to check mark heading into the process? Right, so. Mm -hmm. Coordination, accuracy, agility, balance. I believe basically the entire second half would be four check marks right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, strength, I would say particularly upper body strength, yeah. uh, especially for if we're going to if we're going to keep this to to male gymnasts specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Upper body strength would be a no contest. Um, cardiorobic and respiratory endurance. I believe that tilts in favor of gymnasts versus Olympic weightlifters. I agree. Right. So there's six out of 10. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, flexibility. Yep. I think, th I think they're like, and I, and I concede your point that like really high level Olympic weightlifters probably have pretty good mobility because you don't get to move like yeah. shit and lift maximal loads. Yeah, I, I would even like argue like uh, like a moderate level weightlifter would have like relatively, you know, above average mobility at at the very least because you know you try and do a snatch once with yeah. more than an empty bar and right. if like if you can't hit the positions like that ain't gonna yeah. go your way, homie. Or so. or you know getting <clears throat> hands in a loaded position above your head, you know. Yeah, whole yep. um, <clears throat> thing. And then, uh, or my flexibility, um, power, speed, power, power speed, power, speed, endurance. Those are the three that you're missing. 
No, I, cardiovascular respiratory endurance is the first one. Oh, sorry. stamina. Stamina is what I'm thinking. There we go. That's the one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, stamina, probably not pushing the envelope. I mean, maybe like a lot of gymnastics, my understanding, again, I'm not an expert. I'm a little bit more educated than the average coach, perhaps. My understanding is that a lot of competitive gymnastics is like you're rehearsing for the routine. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> so your stamina is the window of time it takes to accomplish the routine. Whereas it might not be, you know, like you're going for like maximal repetitions or something like that. It's not like muscular endurance, so to speak. Um, I imagine that there's a fair amount of that that is developed, but I don't know that it's a thing that is sought in terms of developing that, if that makes right. sense. Yep. <clears throat> and then power and speed. Power and speed relative to the load that is being moved, mm -hmm. I think that it's off the charts. Um, and if you, especially females on the mixed bars, the mm -hmm. uneven parallel bars, yeah, like the shapes that their bodies have to hold in order yeah. to move in the th ways that they need to is the power with which they open and close their hips, the speed at yeah. which they're moving. It's on another level. Um, I don't know that it can be that those things can be developed maximally without an external load, but relative to body weight, I think that nobody is in the same league. And I think that that having all of those things provides mm -hmm. me with an optimal foundation from which to build. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now <clears throat> I'm going to take a person who already knows how to move, has yep. control of their body, and I'm simply going to teach them a new skill, right? And we're talking about the best skill, you know, acquisition humans in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach them a new skill and they're already going to be crazy strong in an overhead position and they can, you know, pistol squat, run, jump, and all the other things that we need to do for lower body without a problem. Now it's just progressive loading and they're going to so go, they yeah, they're going to go bonkers. They'll never have a problem hitting hip extension. I'll tell you that. Right. Yeah. They'll never um, have a problem. You'll, you'll never be like, Hey, I need you to jump harder. You'd be like, God <laughs> damn. Like, <laughs> You're you're like an eleven, and you should bring it back to like six. Yeah. Um, I need to dial it back. <laughs> oh man! So when I when I think about building an athlete, mm -hmm. I'd rather start with that than not. I guess. Okay, I've talked for All like right. ten minutes straight now. Yeah, that's. I mean, you have a very solid argument. You have a very solid argument. I would agree that. If you take someone who is a former gymnast, regardless mm -hmm. of level of gymnast, someone's a formal gymnast, they probably have a stronger foundation with which to build upon to do CrossFit. They've okay. checked off more of the 10 general physical skills. Did I agree just, with that. Did you just concede my point and did I just win? No, you didn't. <laughs> because we're talking about because we're talking about building a competitive athlete. So uh, like it, it gives you a strong, a strong foundation to, to, to go forth and do CrossFit things. <clears throat> okay. 
the problem is if we take, let's say, you know, we take like from a, from a similar level, right? Uh-huh. Take like if we, I, I don't know how you would equate level of gymnastics and weightlifting, but let's say that they're both nationally ranked, nationally ranked. Okay. There we go. So we're both a na- we're nationally ranked gymnast, nationally ranked weightlifter. Sure. Right now, as an, as incredible of a foundation as your gymnast has, uh-huh. Mr. National ranked weightlifter is coming into CrossFit with 130 kilo snatch sure. and 170 kilo clean and jerk for those Which, that don't speak kilos that's a 285 pound snatch and a 375 clean and jerk so like all, all i can hear is is birdie from crossfit gymnastics <laughs> being like what is that in real money <laughs> that's, that's how he describes it um Oh, and he's, man. he's, cu- he, yeah. he cu- perpetually, he's like, blah, 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 KG, blah, 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 blah. And everyone's looking at him like he's speaking Greek. And he's like, fuck. Um, so he's yeah. constantly having to do yeah. the conversion. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So Mr. Nationally ranked weightlifter, if you're nationally ranked. What was that for a snatch? Give me that. Give me that snatch weight again. 285, 130. <sighs> so, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, there were dudes that I competed against that were like in my weight class in just a local meet yeah. that s- could snatch 265. Wow. Like, and, and this is someone who's not nationally ranked. So if you're right. nationally ranked and I'm, and I'm like <clears throat> aiming for the body, the body weight that like a CrossFitter would be. So you're looking at like the, you know, the 85 kilos 80, or, uh, or 85. They just changed the weight classes, 89 to 96 kilo weight class, which is okay. like, you know, 89 kilos. We're talking like 190 like, to 210 ish yeah, yeah. um and yep and so you're you're looking at that that body weight range so that, those are the kind of dudes i'm like looking at mm-hmm. um so i mean it's not if you're a nationally ranked weightlifter like the some of the best lifters in the 96 kilo weight class yeah can snatch somewhere in the realm of like 155 to 165 with which uh, 160 kilo snatch is 352 so there are dudes that are like in the, you know, that 210, that, that 96 kilo weight class that can snatch 365. And that's probably semi-reliable. That's not like at the end of that, a progression like, yeah. at a meet. Right. right. So it's like that, like their, their working sets are 160 and they're trying to peak to hit like 167 on wow. meet day to medal at nationals. Amazing. So it's like, I mean, 170 kilo snatch is 375 and it's, you know. Like it, those dudes are just so absurdly strong. It's offensive. Yes. So my contention with the weightlifter is home sizzles coming into CrossFit. He walks in. It's my first day doing CrossFit. I'm going to give it a go. All right. We're doing a heavy snatch day. We're going to do some fives, threes, ones, just build as heavy as you can. Sure. And we're going to, we're going to do so in a 25 minute window. And this dude's like 25 minute window. He's like, it takes me 57 minutes to get to like my first heavy single. Right. Yeah. Like that's a lot of plates on the bar. Yeah. And so he comes in and, and this person is, has such a strong base level of strength. Like they're coming into CrossFit essentially with Matt Fraser level strength. You can snatch 300 pounds. You can uh-huh. clean and jerk almost 400. You can uh-huh. back squat in the mid fives yep. and pull close to six. Those are elite level strength numbers in the sport. So sure. they don't have they don't have to touch a barbell ever again. And you've are we've already established that you can build a baller set of lungs as long as you're willing to suffer. Yeah. So 
it won't take, it'll take them the same amount of time as the gymnast to build the conditioning. I hear's okay. Go. I'm going to reserve comment. Go ahead. Okay. It's so reserve account. So, cause yeah. you're going to see where I'm going. With this. When I say I'm like notes, I'm, I'm going to quantify it. You take notes. You, you okay. sit there and scribble it down. Um, <laughs> so when I say like all the conditioning, I like, you know, they are probably farther off the mark from an aerobic standpoint. However, you give this weightlifter like four weeks to do some breathing and then you have them do grace and they'll do it sub 60. Like they're going to be able to cycle a barbell at a rate that you won't be able to, it's going to be like, do you want to see me run to the mountain and back? Do you want to see me do it again? Like mm-hmm. that's them moving a barbell right. at regardless of load. They're like, like cycle a 225 snatch easy. Right. Like it's just the, all the barbell cycling is going to be so easy. And so they're so efficient moving a barbell. There's zero energy wasted. They don't have to learn how it's just second nature. And then once they start to get some set of lungs, they're like, Hey, barbell cycling is good strength. We're squared away. The, you know, conditioning and aerobic systems were going, but you know, my, my primary argument, whereas, you know, I was disagreeing with Sam was, I was like, if you take a nationally ranked competitive weightlifter and you take a nationally ranked competitive weightlifter and a nationally ranked gymnast, the gymnast is going to take probably six years at least to snatch and clean and jerk and squat with this dude can. But I can probably in a day get weightlifter dude doing muscle ups and multiple of them. They might not be the prettiest muscle up in the world, but they are more than strong enough. They just need to now learn how to move their body. Is it going to be the prettiest muscle up ever? You know, no, it's not. However, weightlifter dude is probably strong enough to bang out 10 on day one. So you take that you're muted by the way. So you take that. <laughs> okay. Um, you take that level of capacity of they're just so strong that they can already do a muscle up without trying. They basically just yeet themselves up on top of the rings. They're like, look, I did it. Take up, take a couple months to clean that up. And now they're going from, I can do eight to 10 sketchy looking ones to I'm now doing 15 to 20 pretty looking ones just because they have a base level of strength. That's so insane that it's easy for them to produce force and, and learn those things. So my contention, again, if we're going with the trying to make it happen, go from zero to hero in as short a time as possible, the weightlifter mm-hmm. will win because again, equating they're both nationally ranked yeah. just because it's going to take the gymnast six to eight years to start to approach the strength numbers that the weightlifter can do rolling out of his deathbed. Right. So that's my contention as to, to why a weightlifter would be the better background sport to yeah. try and do competitive CrossFit is just because they, they can learn the other things of the sport faster than the gymnasts can. Yeah. I think – so as I'm listening, you make, you make a bunch of really excellent points. I think at maximal capacity, mm-hmm. no one's stronger than Olympic weightlifters. That's – why they do what they do. Uh, so like you could make the, right. the comment that like world's strongest man, like th- th- half yeah. Thor Bjornsson is an incredibly strong human. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
what he trades in developing that raw absolute strength is things yep. like mobility, speed, endurance, and all the stuff that comes with being just a giant human. Yep. <clears throat> so you're right that an Olympic weightlifter is going to come into the game mm-hmm. with the ability to put more on the bar. I think yep. that's going to cost them certain things, though. For example, you've got a person who is able to move an incredible amount of weight yep. once. And the development of that endurance <clears throat> to be able to move even a moderate load or more moderate load, aerobically, I think you're right. I think they're, you know, it's, it's the same amount of effort. I do think the gymnast comes in better conditioned, right? I think the other thing that the um, Olympic weightlifter is going to have against them is movement patterns, right? So you mentioned grace, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You watch Dan Bailey do yep. weapons grade grace. Yep. Which the video is insane. If you've never seen that video, go watch it go like stop it literally will only take you 61 seconds go google dan bailey weapons grade grace Grace. oh i'm getting i'm getting goosebumps i'm fucking getting goosebumps thinking about that video the video gets me hyped up it's right yes and then and then you're like oh wait he's moving 135 pounds like it's an empty barbell that's right problem um and so then I get hyped up to do grace with an empty barbell and I just tell myself it's the same thing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the movement, you want to talk about, like the Olympic weightlifter has optimized for a certain range of motion, a certain movement pattern and things like that. Getting them out of that and into a new movement pattern is going to take twice as long as the person who's really good at new skill acquisition and is just learning at the CrossFit way for the first time. I I still think so. I think. Hang on, and here's my evidence for that. Okay, okay, hit me, hit me with your years ago. Brute Strength did the show like the competition videos. It was those were amazing between the different like the the weightlifters and yeah, that was was great. It was like CrossFitter, a bodybuilder, yeah, a weightlifter and a powerlifter, right? Yes, yes, CrossFitter, bodybuilder, weightlifter and powerlifter, and the CrossFitter was Jacob Hepner. And yep. I don't remember anyone else. <clears throat> and the the weightlifter was Luis Mosquera. He was like a sixty two kilo uh, world champion. So, so on know. the lighter side, yeah. Um, so the sixty two kilos, he weighs like one thirty seven. Um, so like very small, very lean athlete, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the powerlifter, I can't remember his name, and the bodybuilder, I can see him, but I can't remember his name. That's gonna yeah. frustrate me. Anyway, anyway. Um, so what ends up happening is like they – and they have them do something from everybody, a max event yeah. this, uh, like a like a pose off, uh, something else, and then they had them do grace. And so there's yeah. Jacob Hepner, you know, three, two, one, go, and homeboy's doing exactly what you expect, minimal amount of range of motion in order to achieve the quickest possible result. So it's you know power clean, partial dip receiving position yeah. at the shoulder. Push press. Push yeah. press back down and yeah. just cycle. I think he did 20 unbroken yeah. quick breath yeah. last 10. And it took him like a yeah. minute 30. Um, yeah. And he finishes and he's, you know, he's 
he's a little out of breath, but like more yeah. or less, he's all set. And all right. everyone he, else is he just like, like two minutes. He finished like two minutes faster than the next closest person. Well, yeah. Like, so everyone else is like still working. He's just sitting on his bar and just like hanging out. And they're like, is that a PR? Yeah. He's like, mm, probably I don't track. Um, yeah. but what happened was like the bodybuilder finished second and then yes. the Olympic weightlifter finished last. And part of it is one. I thought he finished third. Uh-uh. I thought nope. the power finished that. Okay. All yeah. Right. So part of it is the Olympic weightlifter squat cleaned every rep. Uh, yeah. And then the yeah, other one of it is yeah. he had to do more than five. Yeah. And problem. Big problem. Like you've got so, one motor pattern and you're not used to moving yeah. more than five reps at a time. And I think he did singles right. the entire time. He did. I, th I think he and the powerlifter did singles. The bodybuilder just did like a stand reverse <laughs> curl and press. Yes. It was he, amazing. He, he did what you got, like a hammer curl. He literally like <laughs> just grabbed it on the bar, just like stood up, reverse curled it, and then strict pressed it and was just like yeah. going to town. I don't think his arms ever straightened past like a 70 degree angle. Like he's no. just going the bicep pump. Um, the best part, because then they had them do like a one max power clean as well yeah. like yes. was the was or one max clean was the event and you yeah. watch the power lifter and the bodybuilder literally do just a standing reverse curl mm -hmm. jake hepner knows how to power clean but it's like his power clean taps out at like 375 whereas the olympic weightlifter three seven three seven no, 275 got 375 jesus no That's 275 tough. sorry eh, whatever um and then the weightlifter that literally weighs as much as the bodybuilder's right forearm, right, just like continues to power clean up to. I think he power cleaned one sixty and then just stopped because he's like at nobody else's even 160 like sixty kilos. Remote. Yeah, one hundred sixty kilos. So, so three fifty two. Yeah, um, is what he power cleaned, and so um, he was like he just stopped, but he had way more in the tank. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. And they, and by the way, it wasn't just men. They did a, they did a female video with yep. Maddie Rogers, Dana Lynn Bailey, Maddie Forberg and Brooke Entz. And Brooke Entz. <clears throat> yep. Which Although also. The one kind of like caveat with that women's one, cause that was a cool video as well. Yes. Um, but it's like, but Maddie Rogers started yeah. out as a competitive CrossFitter. So yes. when they did their, like the CrossFit thing, she was like, not so far out of her depth. She yeah. wasn't comfy, yeah. but she was like, I I've done this shit before, but they actually had them do Christine, an actual, yeah, exactly. Like an actual like Metcon, where it's like, not that grace isn't a good CrossFit workout, but it's like, it's you're different. just cranked on a bar. It's yeah. different. Whereas yeah. like, you've got three rounds of row box jump and like you're watching Maddie Forberg, who is a power lifter and she can deadlift twice as much as I can. Um, right. and is like, is like half my size. Yeah. Um, and she, like, you're watching her, like she does the first round. And of course you're like, you're with, you're going with everybody. So you're like, I'm going to give it. Yeah. And then you watch the second round in the row and she's rowing at like a 347 pace, just <laughs> dying. And you're like, Oh, there it is. I know that feeling. Oh God. We've been there. So we've all so been I'll there. All of this is roundabout. So we're talking, we got onto this. We talk about movement patterns, right? Yep. Yep. My contention is that a gymnast is less optimized in a manner that I'm going to have to unfuck, right? Whereas an Olympic weightlifter is hyper optimized. Like going back to like first, second, and third wave adaptation, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think a gymnast 
I don't, I don't know if I can say that. Never mind. I think it's just different. I mean, they might I want be, you to say it. I, I, they, I want you to say it. Make my day. Let's go. I, I want to like. I want to say that a gymnast lives more in second a, a second wave adaptation than third wave adaptation, only because like just, just in general or in their sport. In their sport, because the thing that leaves them open to move back is their um the neurological half being so developed. So like on the physiological side is really so first wave, second wave, third wave adaptation for the people who don't know. So real quick overview. Um, you come in, you do a bench press. It's the first time you've ever done a bench press. Empty barbell, your arms are going to shake, right? They're shaking yep. for two reasons. You're wobbling all over the place. Yep. Absolutely. The bar is heavy, maybe relative to what you are capable of moving, but also two, you've never done it before. And so you've got to string together a new chain of electrical signals in the neurons in your brain to tell that shit to happen, right? Yeah. The second time you come back, you wobble less. And it's not because yeah. you got stronger. It's because chain of neurons is better, right? Yeah. You're, second you're way, developed a new movement pattern. Yes, you develop or a new developing movement. Developing a new movement, new movement, new right. movement pattern. Words. Which, which, by the way, if you ever want to know how to hack movement patterns, I can tell you exactly how to do it um, in, a, in a way that is like scientifically proven. Anyway, the second wave adaptation is you're on a linear strength cycle. You're putting on weight. You're putting on putting weight on the bar, getting stronger, blah, blah, blah. Third wave adaptation is you get so good at the bench press that you no longer know how to squat or run or anything else. It comes at the expense of other things. And it's like, to, and to see improvements in that, you have to start like, using chains and bands and reverse tension and <clears throat> boards. And like, you have to nerd out on the bench press right. and become a specialist essentially to continue to make progress in yes. that. Um, so it's like, no, it, it's not like, you know, you can continue to add five pounds every week. It's like now to add five pounds, you have to do a 12 week block of right. bandit, like reverse band tension, bench presses. Right. You become a to, to get there. Ex exactly. Which, yeah. you know, there, there's a time and place for that. So with that, I think I don't disagree with that statement that, that weightlifters live more in the third wave adaptation. Neurologically, kind of, specifically yes, yes. neurologically. Yep. Yep. I, I think that's, that's accurate because for, for gymnasts, if we mm -hmm. look at it from that model, like you insert said skill. To get better at said skill, you just continue doing said skill. Like, just keep practicing it until that, like, you're getting it down. Yeah, yeah, correct. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, specifically, I'm thinking the variation in skills. So, uh, the Olympic weightlifter is not as practiced. This is a contention. This is not a statement about Olympic weightlifters and their their uh, brain capacity by virtue of the number of skills that gymnasts have to develop, their brains are more elastic and then they can acquire proficiency in new skills faster than an Olympic weightlifter might be able to. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know where my head was going with that. I just like, well, I had a train of thought and it just like off it went. Also, um, I think, I think, I have a resolution, right? Mm -hmm. Short term, shortest possible window. 
I think the Olympic yep. weightlifter will probably get there before the gymnast. I agree. Over the long term, I yep. think not only with the, with the gymnast eventually catch up, I think they would be able to have a greater percentage of wins than the Olympic weightlifter. And especially if Boz is programming. Because... Ooh. So there in yeah. lies like the crux of the thing is like that, you know, in theory, oh, what was I going to say? It was, man, when it comes down to when you look at like quarterfinals programming, semifinals programming, all mm-hmm. this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, the yeah. fittest people, they're going to end up being there. It doesn't matter what you throw at Pat Bellner. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna make it to the games and he's gonna be a top contender at the games. Pat's doing because what's he's just he's just there. he's just that level athlete. Yes. Um for the people that are kind of like on that cusp and on that bubble that still do have some weaknesses in their game, the programming can make or break your weekend. If you go to yeah. semifinals and you're like, All right, I am the weightlifter, I'm great at barbell stuff. I'm like, I haven't figured out the wall facing handstand push up yet. And Boz goes, What's up, buddy? Yeah. How are we doing? You ready to have yeah. a good weekend? Fuck yeah. you and your feelings. <laughs> like, have some have some wall facing handstand push ups, but this time make them on the rings. And you're like, You can't do wall you know, facing handstand push ups on a ring. Well, true, but well, not with that attitude. But <laughs> First of all, through Jesus, anything is possible. <laughs> So oh, um, I think, I, th- I think you're right. Like, and, and we yeah. see this in master's populations, like, yeah, especially even at the games, like there comes a certain point in the weekend where like 50% of the field is cut because they don't yeah. have handstand walks or muscle ups. And like, that's not an accident. They do that deliberately. Um, yep. so skill acquisition is a delimiter in mm-hmm. thinning the herd. I heard on one of the seminars I was on recently, <clears throat> one of the things that um, this coach thought was within the realm of possibility is we start seeing higher skill gymnastics coupled together as like a complex. So for example, um, from standing underneath the rig, Candlestick burpee, back up, jump onto the bar, right? Glide kip to top support, drop kip, back up, forward roll, down, something, you know? And that's one rep. And do 15 reps for time or something like that. I'd lose my lunch, but Jesus. Right? And like, it's niche but to a certain extent it's no more niche than the bear complex where you know pick a given load do seven cycles of power clean front squat push press back rack back squat back rack push press right unbroken seven reps um and so if if the bear complex can be something like that or grace 30 clean and jerks for time or you know, another more common weightlifting thing, then why not gymnastic skills? See, I mean, they've, they've done it in semifinal. Uh, what was it last year in semifinals? They had the, um, 
was it the, the clean complex where it was like, wasn't like three deadlifts, two cleans, one yes. jerk or something like there that? There you go. Right. So they do it in weightlifting all the time. And this is where See, I'm helping. I'm helping your point. You are helping me. I'm, I appreciate you. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to see more and more of this. Like mm -hmm. the movements with the barbell aren't going to get weirder. Like we kind of have the movement it's, pool yeah. figured out. Right. So I yeah. mean, you can, you can mix the pieces and we're, we're getting closer to bumping up against like the ceiling on lifts is not going to move that much. Right. Yeah. Cause you just, I mean, there comes a point where it's like, you, you can't just keep going. Let's just make it heavier. Let's just make it heavier. There comes a point where it's like, this is how much human beings can lift. Yeah whilst being able to do these other things exactly and you know there, there's going to come a point where you know and and i really you know with the evolution of crossfit and and crossfit as a sport you know a lot of it for a while was like just making the barbell heavier like yeah. hey we used to do power cleans at 185 now we're doing them at 225 now we're doing them at 275 right you know and, and we saw that evolution i mean was the at the 2020 crossfit games the virtual section yeah. um the the horrible twist on Annie where it was like the drag rope double unders GHC sit-ups and five four three two one of, of cleans oh, at two seventy five and, yeah. and every, anyone worth their anyone worth their salt as an athlete was power cleaning that bitch. Yeah. So it's like so we used to power clean one eighty five, now we're doing two twenty five, now we're doing two seventy five. Yeah. Um at in the open they had the clean and jerk ladder where it got up to three fifteen and people were power cleaning at that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the you know what's next? You know, right. Power clean 360, like it, you know, it's maybe, but so, well, so it's like, well, to that the, point, the evolution, like, the gymnastics hasn't necessarily evolved the yes. same as the weightlifting has progressed, but it's a different, be because the sports are so different, it's a different progression for the barbell. It's like, Hey, here are the movements. Yes. You add load yes. for gymnastics. It's like, here are the base movements, add complexity. Yes. And I, 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 I hate, I don't, sorry. I'm going to say one more thing. Right. Cause I, I hate it. I don't like when they like take gymnastics in the games or in CrossFit and they're like, let's add a vest. That's right. not how no. you'd go about increasing the intensity or making. So it's, uh, at semifinals this year, the stupid fucking ruck event where they're mm. like, Hey, you're going to do the muscle up complex, the toe to ring muscle up dip complex, five mm. reps of that. And then uh, was it max burpee box jump overs in their main Something time? Like that, yeah. It was like an AMRAP. It's like short AMRAP five complex buy and then burpee box jump overs. Right. And they're just leave it alone. Just do that. Yeah. Like adding, adding the ruck then took that event from being a, because generally if you look across the programming, you ideally want to see things balanced across time domains, loading ranges, rep ranges, and different capacities. Mm -hmm. So generally in most competitions, you see there's one workout where it's like, yeah, this is, this is a big boy workout. Like you right. better have been eating your Wheaties um, to, to do this, to do this workout really well. well it's and like then there's the usually Aromas one trail run right into the deadlift. Oh, perfect. Right. Brilliant example. <laughs> the best thing you, uh, on that documentary where they were like Sam Dancer checked out of life and finished the trail run dead last. So yes. he was up to deadlift first and they were like, Sam, are you going to warm up? He was like, I just ran seven K I'm warm. And right? he started ripping deadlifts <laughs> on that thing. 
that's amazing anyway like stuff like that yeah. where you see a bit of a balance and you know at at semifinals of regionals there was generally one where it's like this is your heavy and strong person workout this is your lighter more gymnastically inclined person workout yeah what adding the ruck did to that event was that took any advantage away from your gymnastically inclined athlete because they had to strap on a higher percentage of their body weight. Mm-hmm. If you take an athlete, if, if you take me and Colin and we're doing muscle ups okay. and you strap a weight vest on each of us, it's like, I have added less of a percentage of my body weight. Yeah. He's added more percentage of his body weight. It takes yes. away all of his advantage and now makes it, it's not necessarily a big or small person worker. It's just, it's just the workout. Yeah. And it takes away that, that balancing effect. So I, I don't like when that happens. Cause like you add load to a barbell, don't add load to gymnastics. You don't need yeah. to like, if you want to make it more challenging, ask your athletes to either go faster or do more reps, right. or as we're talking about, do something more complex. Right. And I think that don't add load. <clears throat> I don't like that. Well, so I think, and it'd be interesting to see where CrossFit as an organization programming for competitive sport heads mm-hmm. with this in the next several years, it's like you can get creative with how you layer things about, but gymnastics really is one of those things where it's like, at some point you just have to ask people to do some weird shit, you know, like, and you know, you can make it, you know, it's not like do a skin, the cat, you can make it, you know, max time front lever, like negative seven seconds, right? Like, can you front (laughs) lever? Cause if you can't front lever, and you don't know how to like overgrip like all those motherfuckers who don't use that thumb. Like all of a sudden you're fucked. And so I would love to see something like that. It, and that's totally an underdeveloped place in competition. The, the question is, do they give a shit enough? Are they yep. consulting with somebody who understands the value or how to program something like that in? Or do they think they've got it licked? And yep. is that something that they... um feel like they could use in like can you do an iron cross max no max yeah max seconds iron cross all right go to yeah you know i i, I got i got point zero zero two seconds before my rotator cuff exploded <laughs> so i well so the thing is though is like is that's part of the progression so again hmm. that's part of the progression of the sport Yes. People didn't used to be able to power clean the shit out of 315. Yes. The sport asked that of them, and then they learned how to do it and built right. the capacity to do it. So when, well, and not so just when the competitors, but everybody else too. Everybody else because, you again, that this is how I like the sport and the community of CrossFit are somewhat intertwined because they are when intertwined. it happens in they the are. sport, yeah. when it happens in the sport, you know, I mean, if you think was like 15 years ago, you would never once in a million years have programmed a workout at your affiliate with power cleans at 225. You, it would not have even been a question. You'd be like, that's insane. I mean, it would have been anomalous for sure, but I think to a certain extent, right. 15 years ago, people also who were doing CrossFit were like, fuck, that's weird. Okay, let's give it a shot, you know, because it was the psychos well, who right. did CrossFit. So, but, but, you know, it, to, to, that, to that point, it's, yeah. you know, once – once people realize that like it's it's possible, yeah, they'll start doing it. But yeah. people aren't going to realize it's possible until it's asked of us, and one person does it. Yeah, 
Like you look at the when they're like, no one can run a mile. Was a sub four was the benchmark, and like no one can. It, physi physiologists, scientists, no one can run a mile sub four. It's impossible. It's not possible for humans. And then one crazy motherfucker ran like a three fifty six mile. Within the next calendar year, twelve more runners had a sub four minute <clears throat> mile, and it's like you just need one person to be like, I'm gonna go do that. Also, so, FYI, Nikolai Romanov from Pose Method says that the theoretical maximum for a human being for a mile time is like two minutes and change. I could see that. Cause if you looked at like, you know, a 400 meter or something like the, the world record 400 meter run is what? 42 seconds. Something like that. Something, something like that. So you take 42 times two is, <clears throat> a, is a minute 24 times yeah. two is that's two forty eight. So that, yeah. that follows. You yeah. just need to, would have to have absurd capacity, but I don't, you know, I, I, can see where that like you're like yep that that checks out it just is going to take someone crazy doing it um but i think in for the sport to continue to evolve and i know people aren't going to like this and mm -hmm. you know i'll throw colin under the bus for the games last year like the crossover the crossover double unders yeah he hated that and i know that that had mixed reviews people like dumbest thing in the entire world is a party trick it ruined the event okay like could that event have gone better if they had done triple unders with more people have finished Would more people have gotten to the next, like the next handstand walk part? Probably. But now look at how many people can do crossovers, whether they be singles or doubles. Sure. Because, because they're like, I don't want that to happen again. The same thing happened with the pegboard. Dave Castro firmly inserted a pegboard inside the anus of every single games athlete in 2016. <laughs> and they went, ouchie, ouchie. I don't like that. So then everybody and their fucking mom got a pegboard. And yeah. started practicing and then the next year everybody smashed that pegboard yeah because again or, you'll, once it's asked of you you'll do or it the pig flip right same thing you know <clears throat> um which in which everybody is here everybody like and we're you know we're way off topic at this point but like i'll never forget that everybody was focused on like because hashtag games documentary matt fraser yeah being like you know Oh, my biceps and all of that stuff. And our very own Spencer Hendel demolished that event. Demolished. Like the casual manner. That event was amazing. The, the, like the, 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 how do I want to phrase this? The, the, the lack of give a fuck factor that he exhibited with each one of those reps was offensive. Like it he was, was like, was this just, is just inconvenient as he's yeah. flipping 600 pounds. Yeah. He literally like the two people that really impressed me on that event, like watching it, it's like you watching people like kind of get it, like kind of yep. just holding it on their hands and like on their biceps and yeah. they like shove their chin into it. And then they try and like either march their way up and then do yep. like a bicep curl. And you're watching Matt, like pick it up, bicep curl that bitch up to his shoulders and then push it. Yep. And he's like, that's why he couldn't climb the rope. And you're the two people that crushed it were Spencer yep. and Ben Smith. Yeah, were the two athletes that just started chucking that bitch, and they're and and they're going, and they flip that thing like if you don't know what the pig is, like go have a watch that event. But it's basically the size of a, it's a six hundred pound refrigerator yes. that needed to be flipped down a football field, <laughs> and so they're like to put it bluntly, that's what it was. That's what it was, <laughs> and, and so you're watching second Ben just like flipping this thing, and like they're. I think Matt said it in the documentary when he was talking to Ben 
Smith afterwards. And he's like, man, that thing fucked me up. Like, I don't understand. Like, how are you doing that? And Ben was like, well, did you ever learn to flip a tire? Yeah. And Matt was like, oh, you mean fitness isn't just snatches right. and muscle-ups? Yeah. Wild. Which, like, and, watching... You know, and that was... Yeah. Well, like, watching Hendel crush that event, like, if you know CrossFit yeah. Medfield, sitting outside yeah. of Medfield is a goddamn gigantic tire. And yep. it's not there for looks, you know? Nope. It's there for games training. And Amen. then you also, like, let's, let's be honest, like, Spencer's the best rope climber in the game. Like, that dude can do a legless rope climb in, like, one and a half pulls. Right. Yeah, he's he does one he does one legless bicep crawl on the rope and then slaps the beam because he's both tall and strong as fuck. So he is best well, rope climber in the game. I, I don't know that we've resolved anything. Um, I, I think we did. I think the, the conclusion we came to, which I agreed with, was that the, the if we're going, who can go from zero to hero faster is the yeah. weightlifter. Yeah, agreed. Yes who might have the better foundation in the long term to like either when it comes to a longevity thing in the sport, or they're going to like get there and be there longer at the top mm -hmm. level, the gymnast. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I can't disagree with that because I think they probably are going to have better mobility and better mo motor control over the long term. So just based on that alone, they're likely to be less injured, especially yeah. because they're going to learn how to move properly. They're also probably a little bit, I mean, probably going to be in theory a little bit less beat up because they've not been handling like their tissues haven't just been beaten to death by yeah. load yeah, all over the place. And, yeah. you know, I know that injuries happen. Like yeah. I know gymnasts who have had, have sustained significant injuries that still, you know, plague haunt, them to this day, but haunt my dreams. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think that's a pretty accurate, but kind of like a, a stalemate type thing. It's like if we're if we're trying to get to the games fastest, pick a weightlifter. Yeah. If you're trying to get to the games and stay there the longest, and have the best kind of like longevity career and accrue the most points on, you know, like overall multiple events, mm -hmm. like pick pick a gymnast. Yeah, yeah. I can't disagree with it. So, and of course, all of this is hypothetical. Uh, Carly has a, another really good one, which I'll discuss with you another time, which we started talking about it. And then she added a little tweak that blew my brain so wide open that I had to stop and go to sleep. Um, <laughs> Is it, it like, like you're going to tell me after we finish recording, it's going to ruin my day. Well, so I can't, how do we, how was she describing it? Um, I've, I've never met Carly, but she's going to be our, our new content creator and just right. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, so on, on the heels of that discussion, there was a discussion like, well, Kevin doesn't like the thumb around the pull-up bar. Um, and she says, well, I mean, lots of top athletes don't wrap their thumb. Uh, but like Sam might say, they've earned the right to do that. I would say, and then I responded, I wouldn't say they've earned it. I would say maybe upwards of 50, 50 to 70% of people don't have a good reason why they don't wrap their thumb. They just do it because that's a thing that they do. And so this, okay. it started as, it became a discussion about like, um, do have elite level athletes earned the right to do things wrong? Wrong being defined very, very carefully. Yeah. I was going to say, you got to be careful how you're defining wrong. Over there. Right. And we can, uh, I don't want to lose any more time because we're close to the hour, but that was the, that was the, the discussion point that she that she started with. And I think that um, 
it's an interesting one. She has a great example that is not CrossFit related, which I had, Ooh. yeah, which I had no experience okay. with. And I had to get her to explain it to me. Um, so maybe next time, but, um, right, maybe next time between now and then, you know, whether you're weightlifting or gymnastics, potentially there's a, a career in high level CrossFit for you. Um, mm -hmm. so long as you are willing to endure endurance work. Yeah. What? Godspeed. Godspeed to you. Cause we're not going to fucking do it anyway. Thank you yeah. ladies and gentlemen for, for playing along. We'll see you next week. Everybody take care.